This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Absolutely are so blessed that uh, we have Samantha uh, Boyson, Pastor Samantha Boyson, and uh, uh, Shirley Lafleur. Am I saying it correct? Uh, in the studios with us this afternoon, and we are here to discuss something that's very relevant, and they are loaded with lots of love, and <laughs> and we are so grateful that you are in the studio with us, and may God just bless you with the work that you're doing, because this is something that we need to discuss about coming in alignment with each other, with families that are struggling in the midst of addiction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is where we need to understand that uh, families that are suffering with addiction often get sidelined and excluded. And you people have come up with a beautiful structure called love creation. And I would love you just to share your, your, your own expertise um, individually. Just give me a background of how you two you collaborated on this and came to this, uh, you know, source of being able to really offer to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, so that we can get a structure in place that we can walk the road with our families. And you know that this is my a program where we speak, give you hope, wisdom and knowledge. And I hope this program is going to um, ignite you. But let us just quickly get some uh, formalities in place. Uh, we just want to give you an opportunity to uh, uh, WhatsApp us on 081-729-1657. Our telegram number is the same, 081-729-1657. And our SMS number is 37988. And if you have any questions about our programs or anybody that you want to contact, please in engage with us we would love to have to hear from you and if there's any questions about our speakers we can direct them and see how we can help you and then we've got a fantastic facebook page uh it's called uh, 729 carps council or 729 cape pulpit and that is an opportunity really we have got so many followers there's so much uh, wonderful news activities facebook other programs um on, on as well, so please go and enjoy our Facebook page. And then we've got a counseling department where we can possibly direct you. Uh, we'd probably, in, in a situation like this, this would go into our database, we could possibly direct you to our, or the, the, the organizations that we have on our books. Um, our department is on 021-9177-000, and it's option one. Um, so to really... Um, uh, enjoy this program. We need we need the the knowledge of what to do with our families that are struggling and trapped. So, Shirley, just give me a, a brief background of what you the journey that you've done and now where you are right now, please. Thank you so much, Renette. Um, just a little bit of background. I am at the moment presently. I'm a life coach, working mostly with people in recovery, 
But where I come from is a facility where we have treated, where addiction is being treated, addiction of all sorts. Um, so uh, that was really where I have extensively worked with families, um, guiding them, counseling them, guiding them, and facilitating, you know, breakdown of relationships which happen when there is an addicted one in the family. So um, now, um, having been uh, being home and working on my own, um, I think what happened is that actually, you know, I've also experienced this in my family, having mm. addicted ones in my family, and really then experiencing what I've been counselling and guiding and facilitating yes. uh, at the workplaces where I've been, and it's been uh, quite a journey. Um, people who are families uh, who are listening, members can relate to the frustration um, that goes with it and just the whole impact of what it is like when you have an addicted family. But I think all the time, you know, being in on this journey, my thought was what are, how are families out there, especially those ones who cannot go into treatment, who don't have the money even to go into private uh, facilities, you know, what are they doing, you know, how are they coping, what mm -hmm. support do they have? And that really, I think, has motivated me so much. And um, just as God would have it, at church, there was also discussion about this, and that is how Love Creations came about, you know. Mm. We started Love Creations specifically wanting to work with families, guiding them, um, facilitating a process, doing intervention, you know. Um, not just families, but we also do have um, the addicted loved ones, you yes, know, that yes. come on board, and if they are ready, um, you know, the uh, the goal is to get them into treatment. But most of all, uh, families <coughs> is also so important, and I'm very passionate about because I have experienced just what yes. it is like and yes. how much the need is out there because mm. it's traumatic and yeah, and it's labelled, and families are really struggling in the sense that. They withdraw from the church. They, they because of the shame factors, and it's actually no no shame. It's it's a disease, Absolutely. and it's it's something that has happened. But it needs, and everybody needs the love and the support of God. This is where the Lord can really work with you to come alongside these families. Absolutely. It's so easy to be isolated, you know, when you're in that journey, in the middle of that journey. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm really very passionate about that, um, to have, to, to work with families and to be part of that, you know, because I think love, in Love Creations, our motto really is healing, restoration, and salvation in the end. Amen. You know? Because Amen. this is kingdom work. Fantastic. And Pastor uh, Sam, thank you so much for joining us as well. Uh, you've got a wealth of knowledge as well, so I'm really looking forward to hearing your part. Um, and I love the, the logo on the, that uh, motto that you've got, nothing changes if nothing changes. I think that is so vital, and that is what's happening in our community. We are not up for the change, being the change makers mm. and, the, you know, being the, you know, the change. Yes encourages so uh, please tell us your part in the process good morning listeners morning Renette. thank you so much for having us on your um, amazing show i um i grew up in mitchell's plain i grew up in domestic violence i grew up with a a, a mom that was a good homemaker and a dad that was a um, a provider and i however 
And this is something that plays out in our communities all the time. There was no love language mm -hmm. in our home because the um, oppressive situations that families find themselves in is so all-consuming that parents are just sort of living to survive. And I grew up in a home like that. And um, I started, I was molested at the age of 12. And that, and I had no, I, I had no one that I could tell. I just didn't have that kind of mom. I didn't want to add to the stress, you know, as a child. That was my thought process. And um, I, um, and the one thing that, that, that God created us for was for relationship. And the en enemy understands that. And so he got me into a relationship with, with drugs. I started using um, at a young age. I was using everything that you could think of, including my mom's um, heart um, tablets. I used to crush it and pull it through my nose. Sure. And um, so really, really entrenched addiction for more than eight years. And a family that saw it and went completely into denial. Uh, my mom uh, became extremely angry with me, lots of um, name-calling. And blaming. Uh, lots of it. And I, I, I understand today that there was, she just didn't know how to cope. And I left the house and I ended up on this, I ended up basically going, uh, living on my own with friends and, you know, um, sort of um, in, in, in town, just ended up being like a prostitute mm -hmm. um, to support my addiction while working. And just managed to have this double life, and um, and so th and I was in a drug house. Just to cut the long story short, mm. along um, I was in a drug house, and I I I, I weighed practically nothing. I was you know bones, skin and bones, and um, I called upon the name of Jesus sure. alone in that room in a drug house, and I felt a extremely peaceful presence come over me. And involuntarily, my arms went up and I heard myself screaming, Lord Jesus, save me from myself. And I think daily when we walk the streets of our Cape Flats, that is what we see. We see young people walking and what they are because there were many times when I was so high that I, 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 could, I, I was screaming, Mommy, you know, help me, someone help me. Because you don't want to be in that place. But the relationship that I had with my drugs was, was stronger than any other relationship that was speaking into my life at the time. And um, that day I found Jesus in that, in, in, in that drug, in that place, in that house, in that room by myself. I screamed, Lord Jesus, save me from myself. And I, I got delivered. And there was a lady in the community at the time when she used to see me, she used to stop me and say, my child, the Lord's going to use you. The Lord is going to, you know, God has a plan with your life. And that was the only relational voice that I could remember that I could link with, with this Jesus that I just encountered in that room. And I went to her in the community and I asked her, you know, does this, this happen to me? Am I now saved? <laughs> and she said, and, and, and she said, yes. And, um, you know, and um, at the time I couldn't keep any food down. The the meth had eaten holes in the lining of my stomach, and sure. I was just like like gone. And she said, "He didn't just save you; he healed you, and he delivered you." And since then, I have had this um, purposeful, you know, not purpose driven, because the world system drives, drives us. us. Mm. But I was just from that time I've been so purposeful to see this pandemic, you know, to see this pandemic combated by the love of Jesus, that we can no longer just hit and run those in our communities, but we need to um, 
if, if you're going to say to me, I want you to give me your drugs, what you are saying is, I want you to give me a relationship that has been working for me as an addict. It's an abusive relationship, but it's been serving me. My drugs didn't judge me. It didn't uh, put me down. It brought me friends, you know, and it's a demonic picture, but it was a relationship nonetheless. And so this is what brought us to this place is because now we are saying, give us that relationship, and we will give you ourselves as the relational Christ. Amen. Amen. That is absolutely beautiful. And I absolutely love the fact that you said about the purpose filled. And that is where we need to get understanding that the following Jesus is such a fulfilling purpose. Mm. And the fact that you're saying purpose filled, you can offer that to those that are empty, running on empty. With the, with, the, with the addiction and families running on empty, Absolutely. you know, and that is the sad part because the families become, uh, you know, so uh, accustomed to this lifestyle as well. And they, they have the relationship with the drug addict, the drugs as well. Yeah. And it's just a, a horrible journey. Um, uh, you know, it's such a testing, such, it has such a ripple effect. So when a, a, we can fill Fill these families with the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I just am I'm amazed at the work that you are doing. But I'd like us just to listen to Yulani. Um, and what an apt song. I always, I never change my songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Lord just really orchestrates these. Uh, she's a precious daughter. And I know very well she's one of our locals. And she's too precious for words. And uh, it's called Safe and Sound. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me on my program, Rise. I'm Renette Myberg, and we are on 7 to 9 a.m., and yes, it's winter, and we are glad to be on this side of uh, the winter. It's about time it needs to start, and it's a nip in the air, but the rain needs to come. But I just want to encourage you this afternoon. We've got an amazing two ladies in our studios this afternoon, and they are they have created a support system for families that are trapped in addiction. And this is to include them uh, in the body of Christ and not exclude them. I love it. They are purpose-filled ladies. I've just used, mm-hmm. I'm not going to forget that word, purpose-filled. They are filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the love of Jesus for families that are trapped in addiction. So, um, uh, Shirley, you are, you've just given us a little synopsis of where you've been. Um, just tell us, you know, what is it and why did you feel there was a need? I mean, and I love the fact that you, after reti- sort of like semi-retirement and, you know, stepping out of the, the corporate world, um, that you found a purpose again um, to come alongside families. And that is what I love about the fact that a person never... There's always a purpose for us, hey? Um, doesn't matter what uh, a part of life we're in um, and what stages we are. God has got a purpose for us until we lay our heads down. Is that not beautiful? So thank you for standing up and going into the next phase of your, se- of your, of your season. 
Thank you so much, Renette. Yeah, I really just have to say there, you know, that I had other plans, but God redirected my steps, and I am really just so excited to be a blessing, you know, feeling very blessed to be here today. So, yes, um, I think, you know, one, uh, thinking about love creations that we started, it's the first recovery circle that we started in, in Mitchell's Plain and at our local church. Um, and really, you know, Jesus loved families, you know, yes. and his love was shed abroad in our hearts. But when it comes to addiction, you know, families become so isolated, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, because of shame, because of not wanting to, you know, wanting to be judged, because often parents feel that something went wrong and maybe they've been wrong. Um, so there's many reasons why, you know, families become so isolated. And so we really need the body of Christ. And I think Love Creations just very specifically zoomed in on this, that we're needing to step out there and draw and be there, be that support to families have the compassion you know um, and, and and even that call you know it comes in many in many many forms that we can um, have compassion and be there as a support for families that is struggling with with addiction <clears throat> so um, yeah I think love creations really I, I do believe you know is going to fulfill that purpose where when families are struggling, then they know there's a lifeline. You know, somebody's yes. going to call, somebody's going to ask, how are you doing? Because um, that's not happening. You know, when your child is sick, then, of course, you know, we're struggling with an illness, uh, we other call disease. Very quickly, we call, yeah. you know, with COVID, we've experienced that people call you 10 times a day. You know, but when it comes to addiction, it seems like, you know, that um, people also just shy away. So we want to step out there and really be the voice, the arms, the legs of Jesus, you know, in the world to those families. And mm. I, I believe that um, at our local churches is where we're needing to start. Amen, amen. Mm. And um, just tell us what what is it that if, if a church had to, uh, you know, somebody listening and they would like to maybe offer this, uh, you know, system think, you know, our church actually needs this or our community needs this because you can even do it on a community level. You don't necessarily have to be in the church. Um, just on a community level as well, you can start a support group. So what would a support group look like? Uh, you know, sometimes people don't want to take such a big task. Who do you need? What do you need? Even if it's prayer warriors, just what does the structure actually give us just an idea of what it looks like? I think there's a good combination for me, um, being born again and a child of God that we need, you know, we need the prayer. We need the spiritual warriors to come in there and intercede um, because uh, you know, our loved one has been blinded by this pandemic and we're needing to step in there for them. Um, but I think equally so also when it comes to families, they don't have enough information about what addiction is all about, you know. Yes. Um, I can even relate with that. You know, I also come from a father who um, has been an alcoholic and I always used to say that ah, he is just deliberate. He is, you know, oh, yes, the thinking, yes. the behavior. Um, and But uh, having stepped into this, the career that I've come, that I'm coming from, um, I came to understand what it really is all about. And families need to know that. They need to equip themselves. You know, the Bible does say, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. So they yes. need the knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. so that they can hold on to the empathy also because very often addicted loved ones is also isolated within the family. <laughs> yes. You know, so... 
those things for me is very important. And then also how to relate with, um, you know, while uh, to relate to your loved one that is addicted. Um, there's often much chaos in families, so they're needing to know how to communicate even, needing to understand that while your loved one may not have chosen to go into recovery, there's a way that you're needing to relate with them. There's boundaries that you're needing to set with them, you know? Yes. And just equipping and yourself. Equipping them and giving them knowledge of how and to do yes, that. How to do that, you know, and then having a support system while they are doing it. You know? yes. <laughs> because it's messy. It's not always going to be... According know, to plan. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, and then also, you know... Um, also, in our, ch uh, in our families, there is so much um, uh, different family members, you know, a sibling get, becomes invisible because there is so much focus on. So there's lots of the dynamic is so big within the family, you know, even within parents, your relationship breakdown. So blame um, games. Absolutely, you know, so there's lots of um, guidance and counsel that needs to, uh, to that, that, that we can give each other within mm -hmm. that structure, you know. And of course, I think for me, priority is that it's biblical, you know. Amen. That is as it should be, because there are certainly out there, there's certainly other resources, but at the end of the day, we know where we draw our strength from and where we get our guidance actually from mm. in and the way the healing. that we should go and the healing of course yeah. Mm. yeah and as I said earlier on I love the one uh, you know that motto that you said about nothing changes unless mm. nothing changes yeah. And I think that is so important is if the structures in the churches don't change. If if we don't change, nothing in the society is going to change. Mm -hmm. So we need to be agents of change. Mm -hmm. And that is where, you know, it is a huge task to to and a huge responsibility to take on families to walk the road. Mm -hmm. um, and But, you know, this is where God has, there's a calling on each and every one of us in the church we just don't know how to activate Absolutely. it and uh, sometimes we feel ill-equipped and disqualified mm -hmm. and we think okay nobody can use me yes mm -hmm. just be there just be an ear just be a, a father just be a a listener just be a sister mm -hmm. uh, just be a, a a sister to a mother that is going through something um, and this is what I love what I'm hearing um, is that you know it doesn't need to be you don't need to be qualified for this you just be need to be willing Absolutely. and available to yeah. do this and the more people there are the easier it is to develop and and there are more arms and legs that we can uh, tap because the world is busy yeah. and life is busy so I just am so grateful that you've that you have put yourself available for that. Thank mm. you so much, Renette. Um, I am going to say, um, Pastor Sam can probably talk more about it, but I want to reiterate that Love Creation is the first recovery circle, you know. So we are not keeping it small. We're not keeping it just in our church, you know. This yes. pandemic as big you know and we need mm. every church to come on board and as you are saying people don't need to be um you know a graduate <laughs> to yes. come on board you know mm. only willing and mm. so Apostle mm. Sam can talk more about that how we are expanding that to the greater Mitchell's plan and we're really hoping the greater <laughs> world out there <laughs> yes absolutely I love the work that you ladies <laughs> are doing but we're going to listen to you the reason by Johan Brits and then we're going to 
chat with Pastor Sam Samantha afterwards, and she's got also a huge uh, amount of information that she'd like to share with us on how to develop and how to put this thing together and the reasons why she actually got involved. So I'm just asking you that just stay tuned. This is so worthwhile. Um, if you don't know what what your purpose is and uh, what these there might be a need, this might be something that you can do. So please stay tuned. We're going to listen to You The Reason by Johan Britz. Renette Myberg on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Good afternoon. Welcome back. And my program called Rise. I'm Renette Myberg. And we have two uh, really purposeful ladies in our studios mm-hmm. this afternoon. I've got Pastor Samantha Boyson and I've got Shirley Lefleur. And they are loaded with a, such an incredible concept of how to come alongside families with addiction as in with as the body of Christ that you can come in a in a normal you do not have to have degrees you do not have to have a call you just need to have a calling and a love for people that you can come in as a prayer warrior as a a support system just as an ear or just a phone call checking on them how they're doing um so please just stay tuned and see if this is not something that you'd love to do within your churches um, and your communities. So, Pastor Sam, you were just sharing about your journey. It's been quite colorful and mm-hmm. quite intense. And the reason why you were also lost in your childhood yeah. is that you had nowhere to go. And you needed the love and you went and found love elsewhere and a relationship with drugs. Yeah. So please give us your journey back to the world. And now that you are so purposeful that you have got this heart for those that are lost. Yeah. So please share with us. One of, the, one of the major highlights for me was when the Holy Spirit taught me that I was designed for relationships. That was a highlight to me. I could maintain my deliverance because the Holy Spirit gave me that revelation. And I think often we get married, we have kids, and we don't have that revelation that we were designed for relationship. And so we come into a marriage and we come in still in relationship with so many other things. Our childhood trauma, our addiction, just just uh, the list is endless and now we have kids and what we don't realize is that we are whatever we are in relationship with and the way we are actually passionately cultivating those relationships we pour that into our kids and one day I read something um, online I was doing some research and there was an article about catching your child before they become a full-blown addict. And it was, it, it was about addictive personalities mm. and how simply when a child says, Mom, I have a headache, instead of going, how was your day? Was there something difficult in your day that you want to talk to? What was the low light of your day? Or drink a glass of water. The first thing we reach for is the cough syrup, is the fever medication. And so sure. we are at an early age, at, at that early stage, the child is groomed into relation 
re- that relationship with pharmaceutical things, with pharma, pharma, with just all kinds of medication. And so they grow up. I grew up medicating. Yes. It's the one thing for the other thing for the other thing. And the enemy, and I'm using the word groom, the enemy grooms us this way. And before you know it, we are, and we were churchgoers. We went to church, Renette. We were churchgoers. I was, I, I grew up in Sunday school. Sure. Every Sunday, we, we, we went to church. My mom, I was the youngest. We went to church. We came home. I don't know. I can't tell you what they spoke about in church with my parents, but I learned about Moses and Noah. And, but in the home, in the home um, structure, there was no, they, that didn't filter through into our home. What was talked, the, the relationship with Jesus Christ didn't filter through into our home. And so, and, and so this is how the enemy grooms us because we, they are so layered. Our journey into addiction, into becoming addicted families is so layered that um, as families and the work around family, there are so many topics that we need to speak about, that we need to zoom into. I mean, I'm pastoring with my husband in a church in Mitchell's Plain and a a group of pastors came together and they started um, Rebuild, this initiative called Rebuild the Walls of Mitchell's Plain. Sure. Because they are just heartbroken about what is happening in Mitchell's Plain. And I mean, it, it's not just Mitchell's Plain. It's all over on the Cape Flats. And we got together and that is, we got together and we said, you know what? The Apostle Paul says, this one thing I do. And out of everything that we can do, what will be our one thing? And um, one, of the, one, of, one of the apostles, they, they said, you know what? There's this one thing that's in my spirit. If, what if we go on a mission with this vision of starting a recovery circle in every church? Amen. Just to combat that pandemic, mm. that every church has a recovery circle, that if that one person walked through the doors, that they find a restorative space. Oh, that they the find a, a space, a, a restorative space, a non-judgment space, a loving space, a space where there is someone present saying, you know, how are you? And just, I'm here to listen. Speak to me. And just listen. Mm. And that's all. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, you know, and, and, and as you said with your, with your story is that you, the, what happens, we go look for it elsewhere. Go and look it for in drugs, clubs, um, other relationships, outside online. the ch- online. Um, and the world grooms us for this failure and separation and divination. And what happens, the family falls apart. And this is where the enemy wins. So I just want to encourage you that this is the way to go. You need to know how to develop. So what would, what would it take? Um, you know, you were saying that you have got uh, some stuff happening at the end of the month. Uh, you know, how to, uh, people can come and see how they can facilitate with you. Yeah. Um, yes. And, you know, what is, it, what is that day going to look like, that orientation day? As well as, you know, what is the, the final structure so that somebody can even just say, um, okay, I need three or four people. How many people do you need to start a social group? Yes. A group like this, a, 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 full, a recovery circle. The first thing that we have to be honest about is that our communities, they do not trust us. 
they do not trust the church. Yes. They, they, they largely, they don't trust the church because the enemy has paint, uh, fabricated our, you know, the relational church as something else. And he's always at work in it. And that is why when Shirley said we need intercessors, that mm -hmm. is what we need. We need intercessors to pray. And then secondly, when we spoke about the starting a recovery circle in every church and surely Love Creations being that first recovery circle in Mitchell's Plain, they are in Westridge, Mitchell's Plain, and just seeing the, the, the response to that recovery circle and how families responded in different ways. Some families came in and they wanted a quick fix. Just, yes. here's my child, here's my situation, fix it, please. Just fix it. No, I don't have time to be part of it. But can you fix it? And then let me know when you're done fixing. And then, oh, yes. well, where must I pay? Where must I, you know? And that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And then... And detach themselves from it. And desensitizes themselves as well. Yes. For many reasons. Mm. Well, um, but just to come back to your question, we then... Many pastors then said, we would open our church to have a recovery circle, but we do not know how. And we, we basically, we are appealing to, to church leaders and we are saying, earmark your young adults. Earmark your anybody, the woman, the, the, the man, anyone with a heart for Jesus, that with the highest level of commitment, Mm. with his nature there must be no other motive it must be about becoming a relational Christ and being highly committed to that person's journey mm. when I came into the church and I got delivered I was I wasn't trusting I found a box that I that they wanted to put me in and I had to be a certain way to behave Yes, I had to behave and I had to dress a certain way and be a certain way and not speak and, 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 and. And it was very difficult for me, but the Holy Spirit is faithful. He sent people on my path to be a relational Jesus, mm. to not give up on me, to walk with me, to journey with me, compassion, empathy. And so basically, pastor said, we don't know what to do. How can we do it? We then decided on the 25th of June, 2022, we will have an orientation day from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at House of Grace in Mitchell's Plain. And we're asking pastors, leaders, bring whoever you have earmarked that, wants, that you want or that put their hand up and said, we want to be a facilitator. We want to be a facilitator in our church recovery circle. And then we will have role players there um, organizations across the Cape will come and share how we can get into their program, what is their referral structure, what their program is about. And then on Saturday, the 23rd of July, we will open up House of Grace again from 10 a.m. to 1 for, to train those facilitators. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So thank you so much for this information. Um, just give us your email addresses and your contact details. So currently Love Creations Recovery Circle, if you need that support group, you need that recovery circle, it's Shirley Lafleur, Shirley Lafleur, 071 025 0669.
0710250669 to register for the orientation day to be to say I want a recovery circle at my church and I want to be trained and as a facilitator house of grace 05 at gmail.com house of grace 05 at gmail.com is where you can email and register and the or you can WhatsApp 082-690-8785. 082-690-8785 to register as well. We um, It's open to 150 people, and but you'll need to register. Absolutely. Please go and see how you can help your children in your in your community. Go and put your hand up and go and see and let the Lord and the Holy Spirit work in your heart and see if you're prepared to take this journey with this love creation recovery circle. I love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your willingness. Thank you for your availability. Thank you for doing the work that nobody else might want to put up their hands for. But we trust the Lord that your territory will enlarge, that your footprints will grow, that you will have permanent footprints in somebody else's life to full recovery. We ask this in your mighty name, Jesus, for permanent structures to be put into place for your glory only, that families can be united, can be put together again and not broken in these times as we are coming to the times where we need to unite as a body of Christ and come alongside each other and love each other. So thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank I you. will be having you back. <laughs> okay, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. thank you, listeners. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. And have a wonderful, blessed week further. And we will see you next week. Stick to the rules and be good and be safe. And we will <laughs> enjoy your holidays, the new the long weekend coming. But we will see you next week. God bless. And we've got uh, Gilmer uh, Stander coming on now with the news. So stay tuned. God bless. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.